if you were to take some of your Dungeons and Dragons characters and you were escorted before the leaders of this remote civilization and they looked at you for one and a half seconds and declared that you were the incarnation of their gods. How would you respond? Depends. Am I Tizris or Dahlia? Well, Dahlia's active. Let's say Dahlia. No. <laughs> ah, great. You're terrible at improv. I'd just be like, yes. Have you seen Dahlia's charisma? It's not great. <laughs> Touche. <laughs> if it was Tizris, Tizris would be like, fuck yeah, I am. Would you like some banana bread to go with it? <laughs> Let me bread. show you I'm a god. Eat this banana bread. What a nightmare of a character. Okay, so welcome to City Wave Cinema. I'm James. That's America. We're talking about the road to El Dorado. Now. There's many stairs that they walk up. They locked up a bunch of stairs. But. And. Tulio and Miguel are me anytime I have to climb any flight of stairs. It, the, the, no, but before the stairs. What's before the stairs? Before the stairs, when they're down at the bottom and they're getting uh, claimed as gods, and then Tulio and Miguel decide that they're, they need to talk about this. And they oh, start I know what arguing. you're going to talk about. <laughs> start, this is maybe the biggest question mark of the entire movie. Well, because they're like, prove to it, prove, right. prove you are gods. Right. The people go, prove you are gods. Now, I can suspend my disbelief enough to say that they could claim that the volcano erupting was them being gods. That's what I thought they were going to spin it with. However. That's not what happens. Instead of that, the volcano starts to go while they're all having this argument. And the chief is looking upset and Tiko Khan is looking... Tiko Kun? Zico Ken? Whatever the fuck. Zico Can. Can? Con? Whatever. Zico. Zico is also looking uh, perturbed. And the, the it's going off. There's smoke. There's lava. It's exploding. And so finally, uh, I believe it's Tulio yells stop. And the volcano turns into a Hoover vacuum. And sucks all the smoke, and the lava, and the rocks, and the pyroclastic explosions, and sucks it all back down inside with a sucking noise effect played on top. And so thusly, they claim that they are the gods. Now, I'm... I'm no movie writer currently. Did learn how. But that is absolute insanity. There's no explanation for why the volcano sucked itself back in. There's no explanation for anything. And even later, you'll see that Tsiku Khan is a somewhat magical person. He does some witchcraft later. But not even he has anything to do with the fucking volcano. It just sucks itself back up. He's an illusionist at best. I mean, he did the... He did the... He healed his hand after he slashed it with the dagger. Touche. So, I mean, like, he does stuff. It's like two-bit magic later, but he does stuff. Um, So, the volcano just 
proceeds to not. It just decides that it's not going to anymore. The chief is not happy because Zikulkan basically wins this first round of, I declared they are gods, and so now I have the power of the people behind me. I think I get the chief. It took me a little bit, but I think I understand. I think he knows, which we talked about, I think he knows they aren't gods. Okay. I think his goal is to basically, he knows why they're there. Like, he knows. They want gold. They want gold. They want to get out of here. And that's all he wants. Like, he's like. Cause cool, I, they're not here to fuck our shit up. Get them out of here. Yeah, because the, if they are the gods that Zekel says they are, then it will be the age of the jaguar. There's going to be a lot of bloodshed and blah, 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 blah. And I don't think the chief wants that. Chief wants to just hang with his people and be chill. It, it, it definitely feels like they're in a age of some sort of prosperity or something like it's just good vibes abound and then these guys show up and it is declared the age of the jaguar and that immediately is just like uh everyone's kind of upset about this um so then they walk up the many stairs then they walk up the many stairs and they get shown to the temple and they are basically offered i can throw you a feast I think is what the king says. And then Ezekiel says, and we can give you tributes. Uh, yeah, a tribute. Yeah, we can Some give sort, you tribute. Uh, yeah, they Something, don't say sacrifice. They just say tribute. Yeah, they just say tribute. And they, uh, which is one of the, the... The newest meme. One of my favorite memes from this movie. Um, they look at each other and go, both? Both? Both, both, both is, is good. good. <laughs> and so they... Uh, they then are left alone. In their temple. The god temple. At the top of the many stairs. And uh, Chief and the witch leave, uh, and the oh, homies witch. start arguing about what they're going to do, what the next move is. Yeah. Uh, loudly. Loudly. And not uh, paying and attention. Chell is just there, like in the background, just sort of skulking. To be fair, she was sent to put the relic back that she right. stole to after that they, temple. After they saved her ass a second time. Yeah, to that temple. She was told to go put it away. So that's how why she's in there. Yes. So she finds out about. I mean, she also knows that they're not gods. Uh, She's not fucking dumb. Yeah. So she is there. Hears about it. Hears them confessing that they are openly not gods. They're con men. Sort of like Shanghai is their whole operation into her also getting gold and getting the hell out of there because she wants to. Now this is a. This is part of her character that is not developed and is just sort of like the beginning seed of an idea that they never did anything with. She says out loud on multiple occasions that she also dreams of bigger. And we never find out what that is. What does she dream of that is bigger? What does she want? All we know is Chell wants out of El Dorado and she wants some money to make that happen. Yep. That's all we fucking know. And then... Here's the problem. Here's the problem. From the time that she states her objective, which is to get out, she just becomes horny. And that is the character arc. I I would disagree with that. I think she there's a lot of her using she helps the guys, even though she's not like not even in the horny times. Like she helps them get out of situations and Well, yeah, but that she they are her ticket out. I think she's trying to really secure, like, in my head, I think it's more of like a, because they're close. Yes. They're best friends. 
Yes. I think she's trying to use her womanly ways to secure a tighter spot on the team. Jezebel. So that she's not immediately, she wants a bigger cut. Yeah. And she wants to make sure that they don't just immediately, like, screw her over at the first opportunity. Which really wasn't even a suggestion that they could or would do that. But, yeah, I mean, I I get the motivation behind it. But she really does, like, abandon the concept of I dream of bigger in order to just focus on what she can do to ensure she escapes. But we never... I feel like it's just something we miss out on because yeah, she's the hot one. Yeah. She's the femme fatale. Yeah. All that is great. Whatever. She's the female presence in the cast, but they gave an option for her to have an interesting goal. Doesn't even have to be one that we see come to fruition. It just, she has the option to have that goal and it's stated and then nothing comes of it. It's kind of like if a volcano were to start erupting and then get sucked back into itself and no one says a word about it. It's kind of like that. It's just like, wow, that's very noticeable that that happened. But also, we're not going to talk about why. Uh, So they also spent a lot of time and I know we talked about it a little bit last episode, but this is where we really get to like for get a really good look at Shell. Mm -hmm. They spent a lot of time. And this is how you... Let me tell you how many women were on this team for the road to El Dorado. All of none. There may Not be, one. Maybe one or two, but they were like background animator interns. Um, <laughs> they spent a lot of time animating everything on her. Oh my God. Except her face. Except her face, which is the most plastered... It's the thing you actually do see the most of. I will be honest, Shell was on screen a lot. And I could draw every part of her except her face because they did such a good job at doing exactly what they wanted to and making everything else on her draw your attention to there. It felt like a lot of the times like her eyes would stop being where they were and start drifting apart like Sid from uh, Ice Age. Just like drifting too far apart to where it's like, you don't even look like a person, really. And then it drifts back. Another great DreamWorks movie we didn't talk about. Really just. It's true. But the, yeah, they really like, but they also animated her boobs jiggle. And I there feel like. There was time spent animating Shell. It's atten- just not where you wanted it. Attention to, to detail could probably have been executed across the whole person head to toe. But instead of that, it was chin to toe is where the detail was sort of dumped in there. But, ooh ooh-wee. Not a good look. Um, and this is also where I kind of really wanted to point out that, like, everyone on the thing, like, everyone in the movie has ulterior motives, and James kind of mentioned it a little bit last episode. Everyone has an angle. And that's actually a quote, again, because the movie likes to really point out itself. Um, Tulia makes that a point when they're interrogating Shell, like, so what's your angle? Why do you want in on this? Like, they say... Everybody has an angle. And that, again, that's shown for every single character, even if it's not said. Yeah. Like, that's what I just, that's why I came in here with the big chief thing, is because you don't really know what the what the chief's motive is, but you can tell that he has one. He is also just, uh, even up before they say it out loud, you see he is in very 
clear, unspoken confrontation with his high priest. Yeah, and they don't ever say it. It's all... It only gets spoken by Miguel, like, three-quarters of the way through the movie. Yeah, it's all background and reacting. Just and really good. It's just high contact on everyone but Shell. Um, they drop the ball in a couple of ways, but the background stuff is just so good. Um, the next thing I've got is the party, where they get absolutely mega fucked. Yeah, um, everyone does a lot of drugs. Uh, but before that, I just had... Ooh. I had a really, I had two notes, and then we can talk about the drug trip. That was, that's not even a joke. It was legitimately, they, they, they did drugs. Yeah. Um, I feel like the city of gold would be goldier. I'm just saying it. It's called the city of gold. It's, I was expecting like, and it even. It's mythology. But even like the like lead up song, like led me to believe that there was just going to be like streets of gold, and Miguel says it too. Like you can pluck gold off the walls, and I, and we got there, and I was just like, it's, it's, it's a lot of rock. You mean like most of Central American Aztec visit like spaces? Yeah, it, but I did I did feel like Tulio when he rolled up to like the the stone, and he was like, it's, it's a really big rock. You know what? You can keep my share of the rock. The nice rock. They probably took all the other rocks. It's fine. Like there, it's, it's just yeah. There's gold, but we haven't seen a single piece of gold the entire time they've been there, other than one shell takes. Like it's just rocks and stone. So the second note before oh, we you get have to a the trigger. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. The second one. Uh, the writing in this movie is really actually pretty great. Like there was a lot of time spent in the writing room. I'm not gonna say the story was great. Story but the not great. Dialogue, dialogue. phenomenal. Great. I also feel like they could have made a better movie if they had more time. Probably. And maybe they did. Most movies can be made better if they have more time, but if you give a movie too much time, then it gets worse. Then you end up with Avatar. Uh-huh. Don't talk about it. Both of them. The Blue no. People and The Last Airbender. I don't wanna. Jackson Rathbone should not have been in that movie. I'm gonna put The Way of Water on here first. No, I don't want to suffer through it more. <laughs> I didn't like the first Avatar. I'm not going to like the next one. I didn't either. In fact, I constantly no. I constantly say that Avatar is six hours of my life that I will never get back. Three for the first time I was forced to watch it with my family because everyone said it was amazing. And three for the time that I had to watch it in anthropology class. It's just a VFX demonstration. It's not good. However, Pandora World and Disney World, fucking phenomenal. Anyways, ten The Road to El Dorado. The Road to El Dorado, great writing. So uh, drug trip, that's what They do a bunch of drugs, and they get mega fucked up, and then the horse gets drunk, and then they wake up. I will say, though, what I love about the drug montage is it first starts off like a regular musical montage. Like, there's some fantastic to it. Mm -hmm. It's not till you get to the end of the song where you go oh, oh. That wasn't just like fun quirky animation like the Lion King or anything where like you pretend that stuff's going on in the background. No, they're they're actually tripping. It's like they stumbled their way into Fantasia briefly and then they blacked out and then they woke up and were hungover. They were hungover. And the priest wakes him up and... Because now it's his do, turn. Yeah, they're going to do tributes now. And I called it from the moment that they went out to the edge of the temple. Uh, I was like, oh, they're going to kill somebody. 
And so they were going to do that. They were going to yeet somebody off of a edge. Uh, and Miguel and Tulio uh, show that they're beyond being conmen, they do have consciences. Um, and so they stop that. Uh, and the explanation as to why they stop that is something I'm going to apply uh, in real life religiously. Uh, they stop it when they say that the stars are not aligned to receive this sacrifice. And Miguel goes in the background after saving the poor guy and he goes, yeah, the stars, you heard it, can't do it. And it's just, that's the funniest fucking thing I've seen in a long time. And the, it To was just, just be like, nah, man, the stars aren't good. <laughs> like, can't, can't do it today, stars. I was like, man, that's the start of Scientology, bitches. That's what that is. Those are those... Those are those star sign motherfuckers. I really, that's one of my, I, I have three favorite lines. The whole lines. earth is in retrograde. It's fucking stupid. <laughs> I have three favorite lines from the movie. It's, um, I fought your sister. That's a compliment. <laughs> both, both is good. And. Yeah, the stars. Can't do it. You heard him. Stars. Can't. Not today. <laughs> it's so fucking tough. Oh my god. So they basically just reject the priest and his uh, sacrifice outright. Which gives um, the chief a win in his column because he's yeah, like, would he's, you like he some gold? He seizes this opportunity to be like, we've got a shitload of gold if you want a different tribute. And they were like, because they're, you know, bloodthirsty for gold. They were like, absolutely we want gold. And so then they dump about a metric ton of gold over the side of a cliff into a whirlpool. Which is their deity? It's one of their deities. Is the whirlpool? No, no, no. That's the portal to the. That's realm the portal of the gods. to the spirit world. That's yes. right. Um, so just dumping all this gold, uh, and Chell try didn't really try, but tried to be like no, and then it just kept happening, and so then she goes up to them, and they're like, "What is happening?" And she goes, "They're sacrificing the gold for you," and they're like. Oh, no. <laughs> she goes, is, I'll take care of it. This is another moment, though, that's, like, really great <laughs> if you watch the background because they're physical of just, like, like, they're just... They're just completely, like, a flashbang grenade went off in their brains. They just, like, totally blue screen. They're, and they're shut down staring, as humans. Staring at the school, just, like, then their whole character design in the background while Shell is talking to the chief is just... Like, uh, like frozen. Like they literally. It's like can't someone move. hit the reset button to set them back to factory settings. Absolutely. Really good. Uh, so Chell gets them to stop, and then they, she, a very clever lie of like She's they want to, to bask, bask in, in the their glory tribute. of the tribute, and so they go fuck it, take all the gold to the table. They want to bask. Bring it up there, everybody up the stairs. Let's go. So they do that. They get the gold in there, uh, and then Miguel and. Oh, the first they have to plan the boat. They have to go get the boat. Right, because they, they want... Because they got all the gold up there, and they're like, sweet, gold, and then... They're like, well, we gotta spend this gold in Spain, and so now they need to get a boat, and so... They also declared Chell off-limits. Yes, they did handshake on no one's gonna fuck Chell, uh, which is immediately broken at the first opportunity. Um, I'm not even kidding. It takes exactly one moment. It takes a hairbrush off the shoulder. It takes one moment for Tulio's willpower to be like a fucking leaf in autumn and just crumple to dust. It's not even 
the front of her or even her butt. It's just her back. She's just sitting there. It's the side eye. Side eye. Stop it. Don't you do that to me right now. So, they they have this meeting with the chief where they need a boat made so they can sail back to Spain. To the spirit this, world. Bear, bearing in mind, this is still two dudes who have, as far as we can tell, no experience doing anything real ever. They're just con men. They, they are bullshitting at all times. Uh, and so, they have also, at this point, determined that there is friction between the chief and Zikokun. Mm-hmm. So they decide that they are going to leverage that into getting the chief to make them the boat faster. Very good writing. It's mm-hmm. good writing. So they do that. They go back up to the temple. They've declared shell-off limits. Uh, Miguel wants to go wander around the place because he likes the look of the city of El Dorado. Uh, and Tulio is like, no, far too risky, can't do it. And so they... They literally almost killed people today. We need to just stay yep. here. We need to just chill. So they bicker back and forth for a little bit, and then uh, Shell starts meddling. Uh, and so they agreed. They agreed that they would stay up there. They weren't going to go meander. They were going to stay up in the temple. Shell goes over to Miguel uh, and tells him how dope the city is, which is just throwing gasoline on a fire. And uh, she says, I'll cover for you. Oh, yeah, and then she does. She just basically gives him permission to fuck off. So he fucks off, leaves. Which uh, I do think is very important because it helped us find out that the priest is, and Miguel has a line about this. He's like, it seems like I've been giving a lot of orders, haven't I? Yeah, yeah. Because they're torturing the people down there, basically. Pretty much. So Chell says, I'll cover for you, and then immediately doesn't do that. She doesn't even try to cover for it. Because that's not what her goal is. Her goal is to get those cheeks clapped. So. <laughs> that was not, a sentence you said out loud. Because it's not even romantic what she wants. She says it out loud. She just wants to get fucked. That's what her whole arc is at this point. It's not even a romance angle. Tulio wants to romance her. And she's like, fuck me hard and let's go to Spain. That's what she's looking for. She's not even trying to have a nice time. She's just looking for the end results. Fuck me, that's so unfortunate because it could have been better. You could have had your cake and eaten it too. It, you could, like, four more lines of dialogue makes the character so much better. Fuck. So, Miguel fucks off into the city. And then Oral. And then immediately, like, it's just so fast how quickly she just hits Feminine divinity and Tulio's whole willpower is just eviscerated. Gone. He's like, he, she literally did... gives him a massage yep. for like two seconds, and he's like, "Well, fuck, I'm done." He's like, <laughs> brushes did, her hair. Where and... did Miguel go? Oh, everything is terrible. And she goes, "It's not that bad." And he goes, "Oh, I guess it's not." <laughs> like, come on, dude. And... Oh my god. And then oral. And then oral, because it wasn't. They weren't, they weren't making out. They were f- fucking neck deep in it uh, when Seagull rolls up on him. Uh, so the, Miguel and Seagull really missed each other on the way. Uh, well, he's no, because he's been down there for a little bit. That's what sends uh, yeah, Seagull up, sends there, up there. He's at, down there fraternizing with Yeah, and mortals. what Miguel finds is that they have basically turned the soldiers out to bully the city into 
being indoors and basically enslavement. Yeah, it's 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 getting they imply a lot of broad strokes bad things are happening and never actually show anything bad happening at all. Which is good because they make you feel uneasy. Like the way they play this power play is so good mm -hmm. because it makes you upset. It makes you feel uneasy. You never see anything bad happen. You only hear that maybe it could be happening or that maybe it is happening. Well, you ordered this. You ordered that. You right. ordered this. And Miguel's, and Miguel's like, like, the fuck I did. So he goes about to right some wrongs. Seiko Kun goes to fucking deal with Tulio, figure out what that is all about because he still believes they're gods yeah he still thinks they're gods he's like a maniacal villain who thinks he's going to use these divine beings to True. get his end goals yeah and that's crazy that is top level well, according crazy to his villains. prophecy that's what's like again he's the king of reading into things and being like well yeah <laughs> he's so easy to trick it said that <laughs> It could have said oh a million God. things. It could have been interpreted a million ways, but he that's how he interpreted it. I'm looking at yeah. a lot of a uh, lot of religion here. Just saying. Yeah, it's just yeah. So um, so the basically Tsiko figures out over the I really skipped the whole like game portion of everything. No, that's not yet. Oh, well, yeah, if you jump straight from there, then, yeah, you're skipping. But, uh, so, yeah, so they, Miguel's down fraternizing, Ezekiel goes and gets Tulio, uh, breaks up the very much implied oral, um, and then takes Tulio down there to basically get Miguel to, like... Get it together. Get Pull it together. Um, and then through the course of... Miguel being down there, he started playing a game, which is actually a real game that is and yeah. was played in uh, Latin America and in South America, um, which it's that one. And I don't know if you've seen it. And I don't know the name of it, uh, but it's two walls with hoops. It's basically like their version of basketball, like hoops way up on the side and you have to shoot the thing horizontally, horizontal hoops, or I guess vertical hoops. You have to shoot the ball through the vertical hoop. Um, it's just better Quidditch. Or basketball. It's literally just basketball. The hoops just turn it's, the it's, other way. Yeah, it, yeah, it kind of is, yeah. Um, <clears throat> the Miguel and Tulio are not good at sports. No, they're very bad at sports. They're real bad. Not athletic types. Very much artsy types. Not athletic. So now they have to cheat. Um, And Chell, saving their asses as always, she deserves a bigger cut. She was arguing for a bigger cut with Tulio. Hey, she's got quite the set of assets, including, but not limited to, her brain. Yes. She comes up with the fact that we're going to use the world's most resilient, don't forget, I said he'd come back around, the armadillo! He's back. The armadillo has been here the entire fucking time, and uh, will now help the boys win the freaking tournament. And, because basically gods don't lose. That was yeah, the that's whole. That's what they said. Gods don't lose. That was the whole per. The, the whole motivation given for them to play this game is that gods don't lose. This is a very special traditional game. So the ultimate comeback and the reason the movie gets to continue going forward is because the armadillo knows enough 
that it has to send itself through the hoop at the behest of the two scrawny fucks uh, a certain number of times. And then he does it almost as many times as he needs to do it. Uh, he gets really dizzy. He gets really dizzy. He does it. And bruised. All except for one time, and then a regular ball goes through. And it's very much like the dice thing. It's like the last one they have to like make happen on their own, and they still technically They couldn't. bullshit their way into it. Miguel takes an elbow to the face from his boy, uh, but manages to get the spinning back kick, gets it lodged in there, the horse kicks the wall, it goes through, they win the game. I was like, but unlike in the dice, they still didn't technically get that win on their own, because no, the did horse not. had to kick it in. Yep. So, now, I knew we were going to have trouble when Miguel had actual blood come out of his face. Why? Because you never see blood in a children's movie. Um, I was about to bring that up, and I was gonna, it was one of my notes, is, uh, I'm gonna just keep giving this animation and this movie team props where props are due, like, you, James is right, you don't see blood in animated children's movies. It's, like, not allowed. Certainly not in 2000. Yeah, you can't do that. That, you cannot show any amount of blood. And they did. So, like... Good on you. What happened then? Because they made another god move. <laughs> or Miguel did. And it was like, ooh, you're overreaching again. You're overreaching again. Yeah, the little voice. Little voice in your head. Um, they, uh, they, The priest guy goes, well, now. Because this is he only has one fucking thought, and that's to kill a bunch of people. But He just wants bloodshed. Yeah, he, that's basically all he cares about is bloodshed and chaos. And oh, so he yeah. wants to, he's like, well, surely you want the other team sacrifice to you, right? And Miguel, heart of gold, goes, absolutely the fuck not. We're done with sacrificing. No more sacrificing. And he goes, I'm the speaker of the gods. And he goes, Miguel goes, the gods are speaking for themselves now. And I was like, oh, baby, that was hard, what you said. Mig that was super dope. That's a bad decision. But that was super dope. Miguel put on his big boy pants that day. <laughs> he did. He fucking, he took his cock out and smacked the guy in the forehead with it. That's what he did. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, I didn't mean to kill you. <laughs> I just wasn't expecting that sentence to come out at that moment. So. Listen, that's what he did, all right? I was giving him, like, real big kudos. Like, I was like, yeah, he put his big he's, boy pants on. Yeah, he put his super... big boy pants on. He's a big dick motherfucker. And you just came out and said he slapped his dick on his forehead. So. That's what he did. He whipped it out. He said, I'm in charge. Um, I put the, my note for this whole scene was uh, that, like, while that's cool and all, you just, uh, it's, the guy's really into sacrificing, and James is right, when Miguel, like, stepped in there to, like, try to save him, like, yeah, it's the right thing to do, but Miguel just keeps overshooting. Like, he needs to take his wins when he's got them. You also, like, there's ways to get around the sacrifice thing without just constantly shutting it down. Like... Change it. Kill livestock. You know? Like, find another alternative route that will satisfy some people without causing this much more attention to go on. Plus, it's it's basically like he just undid their entire religion by saying that. Basically. Because that, to be fair, before they got there, that is their priest. This is their, like, he has the texts. Like, this is their 
way of doing things in their religion and just to, so just to go in there and be all like yeah fuck you nope not doing that anymore that's so that would that's be bold. so earth-shattering for not just the priests like the whole entire town should be like what do you, what do well, you mean well okay Ooh, let's get funky for just a brief second. All right, let's go for it. Imagine, if you will, okay, that we scrap a portion of the Bible and we just say, say Jesus came back just to like scope out what was going on, and he came back to the place where the most people who claim his name is, and that would be here uh, in North America. Uh, and he rolled up and he was like, huh, yeah, we're not doing any of that. None of that. You know, it would be the same thing. Everyone would go, ah, what's this guy on about? Yeah, like it literally. It would be the same reaction. Like if he came in and he's like, why the hell are y'all taking communion? No more communion. Everyone would be like. Every pastor is going to react the same way that Zekel Ken did. And (laughs) said his name a different way every time. Every pastor would react the same way. They'd be like, that's no God. Nope. That's no God. Nope. And. While it was true in the movie, oh boy, the parallel here is not lost on me if that's the way they wrote it. Yeah, people would lose their oh my God. fucking minds. And they would. They would sit there and look at the the look son at, of Christ and be like, And look at nope. Joel Osteen and go, I think this Joel guy, he's got it figured out. Prosperity, baby. If Fuck we, off. If we want to talk about someone that... Just briefly, successfully pulled off like this type of con of pretending to be a god. Joseph Smith. Joseph Smith really nailed the that Mormons one on have the died. Head. Like fuck, he just rolled up and was like, "Nah, nah, none of that happened. What really happened <laughs> he, he was really did. it was actually <laughs> he they really rode did. boats over to here to America. The Jews they rode the boats and the Garden of Eden was act- actually in where Missouri is and um, Jesus was born in Kentucky. Yeah, and uh, G- that's that's what actually <laughs> happened. And then they just were like, "Yeah, yeah okay. makes sense." Madness, madness! Holy moly! All right, we have to move past that because I live in that realm all day. All right, um, um, gods the- can bleed. Gods can bleed. Uh, the blame game. Um, well, I really, the only reason I posted that, and then, again, we're going to get into religions and blah, 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 so I'm going to dip briefly into this, is because the whole big thing is um, he goes, Zekiel goes up. Zekiel. Zekiel. Fuck, we're bad. Zekiel goes, and he's like, do you know why gods ask for blood sacrifices? And I was like. His homie goes, huh? And I, I, I honestly did, too. I was like, wait, is this, like, an actual thing? Is this why people thought you had to sacrifice to like people to the gods blood for the blood god skulls for the skull throne is because they don't they can't bleed because they don't have blood so you're going to sacrifice blood to them like i was like is that like a legitimate thing that they actually pulled and was like a real i don't know i i haven't never thought about it a day in my life until he goes you want to know why uh we sac why we give sacrifice to the god why we do blood sacrifices because gods don't bleed gods don't bleed and i was like what? <laughs> like something I've never given thought to a day in my life. I have suddenly been thinking about nonstop. <laughs> so from there, Tsiko Kun really becomes just very, very much the most cartoon villain. villainy villain yeah. to villain it up. Um, we start falling into a few more stereotypes, which is I, at this point, it's kind of fine because the character arcs have run their course. 
Um, the chief who we're convinced has not been, uh, he has not really been tricked at all. And he, this is where he says it, because Miguel's really wavering. He wants to stay. And yeah, like, Miguel wants to stay and hang out with these people. He loves the people. He loves the area. He just, he's enjoying a peaceful life. Uh, and Tulio wants to go spend money back in Spain. With his new... With his... Interest. <laughs> Partner. Uh, yeah. I, I don't have a good word that I think I should say on air. Um, but the the reason that we really get the tell here that the chief has not been fooled is because Miguel says something to him and then goes, oh, he, he was mentioning how he wanted to delay the building of the boat because he wants to stay here longer. And the chief goes, you know, you can just stay. You can just stay. And then Miguel basically, no, 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 no. That's my partner. And then the chief goes, in that case, I better get to like, basically. go find you your rope. Because that's what he said he needed more of. And Miguel was like, no, you don't have to do that. My mistake. And the king calls back to something Miguel had said. To air is human. Because Miguel had told him earlier, he's like, no worries, to air is human. Like, it's fine. And then the king, the chief quoted it back at him, and you're like, oh, homie knows. Oh, he knew. He knew the whole time. He knew the whole fucking time. Because he says it with the same look that he'd been giving through the whole movie. And that's kind of, again, it was such attention to detail in a movie that lacks that in so many ways. <laughs> um, there's such attention to detail that he makes the same face that he made every single time like they made some outlandish claim. And it just ties it really together. And you go, oh, oh he really did know. He knew. So moment one. So then Miguel goes back up to the temple where he overhears... And this is where we have to have our third story beat. And that is that there has to be strife between protagonists in the movie. Um, because sometimes friends fight. Uh, and he overhears that Tulio is kind of like, man, fuck Miguel. Uh, I'm going to take my gold and my bitch and go back to Spain. I think he said forget Miguel, but you could throw fuck in there very easily and it'd fit just fine. <laughs> yeah. So Miguel is like, all right, well, forget me, I guess. And, uh, leaves, uh, just to continue. He basically just sort of immerses himself back into the culture. He's got the headdress. He's got the earrings on. He just wants to be loved. He just wants to be there, man. He's, he's in the moment. He's he also finds out that like they are a an item. couple. Right. Which is just an extra layer of betrayal. Uh, and then we get a nice little cut over to Tickle who has uh, committed a casual murder by bumping off his head warrior guy uh, into the potion pit uh, because he decided that it was missing. The fucking instruction manual for the potion was quite literally asking for a human wearing a leopard on his head, uh, which is what his head guard was doing, so he bumped him into the vat effectively killing him immediately all this magic shit happens uh i does he even drink the potion then no, i didn't he, even notice it or it he just, just like, like triggered it yeah it just like absorbs into him so he he becomes this sort of like puppet master for this giant statue of a jaguar because it's the year of the jaguar right and uh he said see if you can prove your divinity now or whatever or something to that effect something villainous and he basically puppeteers this uh, giant statue out to try and kill the boys. 
guy really needs to stop reading. So also, much. I did laugh because the potion that he off that the guard offered him first didn't have two things. It didn't have the guard in it, but it also didn't have a tiny umbrella in it. And he had to add the tiny umbrella before Zeke would even take it from him, which mm -hmm. is hilarious to me because that means that the recipe also calls for a tiny umbrella in the potion. Um, basically, there's a chase sequence. Uh, the homies get cornered. It basically, the chase sequence ends with a callback because there is a big long run around. The jaguar chases them. And they end up in the place with the whirlpool. Right, the sacrifice tower. And they do a callback to the bit James and I talked about in the first one. Where, where they, they just start in a, they start fighting each other. Yeah, to d give a bigger distraction because you get so invested in the drama. Which is exactly what happens. Yep. That you They start fighting. Seagull just goes, huh? Oh, huh? Ah. And like they're like slapping each other around. They're about to get into like what looks like genuine fisticuffs. And they both spin at the same time. And they both punch him in the face. I don't know if you've ever been punched in the face before. I have like twice. And I cannot imagine how awful it would be to get hit in the face at the same time with two fists. That sounds terrible. And so they knock his ass over the edge into the whirlpool. Uh, he does like a little burst of energy as he falls and the panther like pounces, but it doesn't get them. And it just sort of topples the tower in after him. Uh, they catch themselves on vines uh, and he gets run all the way out to pass where the hidden entrance to El Dorado is. Uh, the homies look at each other. Tulio is jazzed that they succeeded. He can't believe it worked twice. Miguel is angry still. He's angry still. What? What happened? What just happened to you? You just got a look of shock on your face. Okay. I would just like to point out that there is a big plot hole in this movie that I only just thought of because you mentioned it again that he goes down the whirlpool and right. out to the entrance. Bounced around. First of all, we never mentioned Cortez has landed on the island and is now making his way to El Dorado because that just becomes important in a little bit. But my thought process is, okay, so they when they were making the tributes, they were dumping all this gold into the whirlpool, right? Right, so all that gold is probably settled under the water in that cavern. Yeah, so you well could just go scoop all that water like from the little pool that's down there. And sure. So Cortez could have very easily just found more gold, like, literally right to his right. You just gotta dredge the water. Yeah. I I don't know. It just, I, it just realized in my head that all that gold would have been there, and they could have taken it with them back to Spain. The other plot hole that you're not considering is, what about if they ever sacrificed other people into this whirlpool before? Where did they go? There's just bodies and gold in that pool. Unless they also had the great fortune to just get spat out. Do they, are they just, like, wandering around on the island? There's a secondary tribe of just excommunicated Eldoradians. They're like, well, I could never find the secret entrance again, so I just built a house over here in this neighborhood. Like, that'd be hilarious. Um, so Tsikulkan, once again, very easy to trick. Guy is not good at paying attention. Um, and I didn't write another note about the actual end of this movie, because the movie for me ended there. Uh, because then we just had one more threat to deal with, and that was Cortez. Because Zico goes out to where they get sped out at the entrance, and Cortez is there, and he basically is going to guide them back to prove that... Because he thinks that it's another person from the prophecy in his book, basically. Yeah, that's when, that's when I wrote that he was really easily tricked. It's like he looked up, and they overlaid the image from his book on Cortez, and it's the same body shape and head and helmet. And you go, 
Oh, you're just stupid. And so he basically bring, starts guiding them back to El Dorado. Someone, a scout that was probably watching the entrance, ran and was like, hey, we're going to have intruders. What do we do? And this is where Tulio decides to sacrifice all his gold to save the town and his friend who's decided he lives here now. So he comes up with a plan that basically they're going to jack sparrow the fuck out of this shit and run the boat into some pillars to basically knock the cave closed. They got to knock down a big statue to create a giant wave. They had to then take their gold boat and ride the wave and turn the boat sideways somehow so that it hits the two big supporting columns that are in the cave and will cause a cave in. That's the plan. It's not very good, if I'm honest. But it does go off without a single hitch. It's a very Jack Sparrow plan. Like, what? Yes. how the fuck do you even come up with that shit? <laughs> I don't know. But it almost goes wrong, and then uh, fucking Miguel comes sprinting in on the horse to save the day. Uh, he unfurls the sail so they get the speed they need so they don't get crushed. Uh, and Tulio's like, what the fuck are you doing? And he goes... You didn't think I was just going to let you leave without also, like, giving up my most recently acquired hope and dream, did you? Uh, and they go, oh, okay. And so they just go off into the cave, uh, spin the boat, hit the tower, or hit the uh, uh, columns, cause the cave in, lose the boat, lose the gold, uh, but they do get kicked out to safety uh, just in time to hide from Cortez's goons. Uh, as they roll up and Tickle realizes that there is no longer a hidden entrance to El Dorado. He doesn't know of any other way to get into El Dorado either. And so they drag him kicking and screaming back into the fog and Cortez decides that there is nothing for them here. The end. That's the end of the movie. So I thought it was pretty good. I feel like the ending sucks because there's not like really a resolution. No, the homies anything. are just like, I guess we'll go adventure with our weird new girlfriend, kind of. They're going to have a threesome. Yeah, probably. She seems like she'd be down. Yep. She doesn't even have real feelings, so. I really don't like. Ch it's not that I don't like Chell. I want them to have done four more hours of thought about what Chell could be. Like, maybe a whole entire person. Instead of a sex machine. Yeah. Who wants gold. Yeah. That's all she is, folks. And it's a shame, because she's the only female character in the movie, and she could have been much more. She could have had, like, lore. We don't even know what she did before she became in the movie. We just know that she was stealing. So, yeah, that's unfortunate. Chell could have been great and instead is not great. It's a shame. It's a shame, really. Tulio and Flynn Rider would be great friends. Forget Miguel, I guess. Forget Miguel, I guess. Jesus. <laughs>